Hello, it's Alice Arnold here. Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre podcast. And my guest this week is Cara Lily Hayworth. Hello and welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre podcast. This week's episode, I have in the studio with me Cara Lily Hayworth, who is playing the title role in the new show, Scylla the Musical. Um, that's It's based, isn't it, Cara, on the miniseries that starred Sheridan Smith? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yes, it's written by Jeff Pope as well, who wrote the TV miniseries. So it's the same part of her life, you know, it follows when she's starting out in is getting up singing in the cavern and working as a coat check girl and gets discovered by Brian Epstein who was obviously then famously the Beatles manager um and yeah and it follows her career you know her first single and then getting to number 1 and and you know she was a real pop star and it yeah and it and it also follows her relationship with Bobby Willis who who was later her husband and the ups and downs of their relationship and yeah it's a beautiful story and it's beautifully written by Jeff Pope. Now I know you got the starring role in a well a slightly unusual way <laughs> tell, tell us about how that happened Yeah so they had um, they had open auditions for this one which I which I haven't done for a long long time <laughs> and they had them all around the country obviously Liverpool I auditioned in London at the Dominion Theatre and yes there were, I think they had thousands uh, up and down the country so it was I just I never thought for a moment I'd actually stand a chance and my acting agent said oh I think I think I think you actually be pretty good for this I was like, oh, well, okay might as well what did you sing for your audition so they said to just sing a 60s song so I sang Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow by Carole King for my very first audition I and would then, have chosen that good choice song, it, it is Yes. So, it, as you said, the, the musical tells the story of, mm-hmm. well, Priscilla White. As yes. she, did you know lots about Scylla before before you went to the audition? Not really. I mean, Scylla, when I was young, as with, you know, most people was born in the late 80s, it was Blind Date. That was how I knew her when I was growing up. It was Blind Date and surprise, surprise, watching it at my nan's house. And so I didn't know much about her pop career. So it was, I, I've learned loads about that but weirdly I knew a lot of the songs without realising that they were hers they sort of I knew them somehow um, like Alfie and, and anyone who had a heart they just I don't know you hear them somewhere but without realising that they were sillers um, now, now yeah. you're a, you're a natural ginger you call yourself you describe <laughs> yourself as a ginger I would yeah. describe you more as Auburn Auburn I okay, think lovely. I would say yeah. more Auburn but you said that, that you think maybe that influenced them with the casting well, I mean, hair was I the right colour I think when you walk in into a casting room and they can see you on stage as the part I'm sure that has some some help I mean I wear wigs in the show so it you know it doesn't really really affect that but I'm sure that it, it had something to do with just them imagining me in the role and lots of the girls that got to sort of the final 20, 30 girls there were so many redheads in the room so it's bizarre even though you know you're going to be wearing wigs but I, yeah and, yeah. and I, I'm the same height as Scylla as well and we're both very limmy is that a word? Are you? Because you're tall. <laughs> I never yeah. thought of Scylla as tall. Was she well, quite I, tall? Well, I didn't either. And watching the TV show, because Sheridan Smith is quite petite, I, I just thought, oh, there's no way I'm going to get this because I'm, I'm definitely way too tall. But I, I Googled her and I was like, oh, God, no, she was, yeah, she was five foot seven and pretty much the same sort of build as me, you know, same hair colour and everything. I thought, well, 
you never know. It's yeah. worth it's worth going for. And of course, when Sheridan Smith did the television mm. program, uh, Scylla was still alive. And in yeah. fact, you know, I've spoken to yeah. Sheridan about it. Scylla said, mm-hmm. you, "You can ring me any time." And Sheridan never did phone her. <laughs> but you know, sadly, Scylla had passed away by the time you were doing the show. But her son, yeah. I believe, is is one of the producers, yeah, Robert. Her, yeah, her eldest son, Robert, is executive producer of of the show. So he was there in in the auditions and right through the process. But Scylla herself. It's been in the plans for a long time to do to do the musical, right from when they were doing the TV show. So she, you know, it had her blessing and, and she knew that it was going to happen. It's just, it's a shame that she never got to see, you know, how it turned out. But yeah, Robert is, is really proud of it. And, and he's been several times and he's always just over the moon and he's he's just the loveliest man if you ever get to speak to him. And when you're, when you're playing Scylla, are you thinking of, of of impersonating her or is it a performance in, more inspired by I'd say her? more inspired it's not really sort of an impersonation and and the way that that Robert Willis put it in the auditions he said he didn't want someone to impersonate his mum he wanted someone to capture her spirit which is hopefully what what I've done I mean vocally she had such a distinctive singing voice and you know I'm sure I've got elements from having listened on repeat but I don't think I really sound exactly like her and and you know speaking voice wise i've tried to to really get her tone and and everything like that but it's not it's not a, a an imitation i wouldn't say and of course she she was from liverpool and yeah. you're clearly and not I'm quite clearly not <laughs> yeah no obviously i do i do the accent in in the show and everything but um yeah opening in liverpool was quite nerve-wracking for that because i thought god they're either going to they're either going to love me or hate me but they they seemed to Absolutely loved the show and the reaction on the on the opening night in Liverpool is, is a moment I'll never forget. Yeah, well, the, uh, the reviews of the show all yeah. round have been mm. absolutely phenomenal, um, yeah. and and the reviews for you have been phenomenal. Yeah. And you're being very modest, <laughs> saying they absolutely loved the show. They loved you, and and I guess the audience get incredibly involved in the music of the oh. sh- of the show. Is there yeah. a particular song in the show that, that's either your favourite or you think is the audience's favourite? I think the audience... Well, I mean, it's my favourite, probably, and the audience's favourite, is um, I Sing Anyone Who Had a Heart, which was her first number one hit, at the, at the end of the first act. And it really is like a, a sort of magical moment. You sing it in the studio. I've basically recorded one single before that, which was Love of the Loved, and it didn't do as well as everybody hoped. And, and this was sort of her her shot with before she thought, she, oh, well, the record label aren't going want to me, want me anymore. And she basically gives everything into this song in the studio and there's just sort of you could hear a pin drop at the end of the song and the reaction is always incredible and then I get the phone call afterwards and it's gone to number one and and that scene closes closes the first act and it is it's really it's really magical so everyone has a very jolly drink in the bar then exactly yes and, and on the first night in Liverpool everyone I mean we've had a few standing ovations halfway through the show you know everywhere but in Liverpool they stood up and applauded for what felt like about five minutes and I just I didn't know what to do with myself on that first night because I just had no idea how it was going to go down or how they were going to react and yeah, it was amazing. Now you started your career, this is not your first job by a long shot, (laughs) Um, you started your career when you were only 10 years old and you were Annie in Annie with Paul O'Grady. Yeah, who was obviously a great friend of Scylla's so it's sort of weirdly come full circle. Yeah, so I did that one one famous redhead to another. (laughs) Yeah, when I was 10, 11... Um, in 99 so quite a while ago now and he as Lily Savage played Miss Hannigan and I was 
Annie, yeah. And he came to the press night in Liverpool as well to watch Scylla. So it was lovely. Oh, that's so I've, got, I've got a picture of the two of us then and the two of us now. I mean, I look identical. <laughs> but he's watched you grow up. That's yeah. really that's yeah. really lovely. And yeah. and were you always I mean to to go into Annie when mm. you're when you're ten years old, presumably were you going to dance classes and singing classes and all that yeah, when you so were a child? I, I mean I went to just my local mm. dance school and and I remember we did a we did a show every year and I did a singing number in one of the shows and I think one of the dance teachers was like, Oh actually you've got quite quite a good voice you should go and audition for you know a, a children's agency so I went and auditioned for the, the Jackie Palmer agency which was local to me where I was growing up and and they said oh well there's this open audition for Annie you might as well go just to get some experience and then and then got it and then I thought well this is easy this is how this industry works you just audition and you get a part I've since realized that is definitely not the case no I think that happens to to a lot of people we go yeah. along and we think oh this is easy yeah, and not. then suddenly a few years later it's not yeah. quite so easy but you did go and train after mm-hmm. I mean you've been in, in Annie but you did go to, yeah. to Central um, did, to do yeah. but do you think it's really important to get a sort of formal training I mean I I mean I loved my time at Central and and i you know, I feel like I've got a lot of experiences from that, but I didn't really have that many connections in the industry. You know, my family's not in the industry. I didn't have an in. And, and I mean, obviously the training was wonderful, but also it put me in front of agents and industry people, which I would never have had any way of doing it. But then I, th- I think there's wonderful actors that haven't trained. So I don't think it's, you have to train to be good. There's, you know, it, it helps with, with training as an actor, it helps with getting in the industry. But, you know, if you're working and you've got those connections and you're out there, then, you know, I've learnt as much while working as I did at drama school. You know, you being on set and being on stage is where you learn a huge amount of your craft. Now, you have a, a singing group as well, as well as your solo career. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm going to say it right. Z- <laughs> Zyra, I'm yeah, going to say. Zyra, Zyra, Zyra well done. That's very good. <laughs> and you got to the live semi-finals of Britain's Got Talent. We did. You yeah. could tell me about being in Britain's yeah. Got Talent. It was it was great. It was a bit of a random one. I um did a I did a concert at the Royal Albert Hall a few years ago, like a, a night of musicals thing. And um one of the guys who was playing violin in the orchestra approached me about this this idea that he had. He was talking to record labels and I thought, well, why not? And um, we were signed to Decca Records for, I think it was about a year. And then we got dropped by Decca Records. And what does that mean when you're signed to them? They they pay you some money and say, yeah, can we and, make an and album? Yeah, they or? put us in the studio and we, and we released four songs, which all um, went to number one, actually, in the classical iTunes charts, which was amazing. Oh, so it's and a classical then, um, group? Yeah, it was sort of classical crossover. It's sort of film score type epic music. So we, we did like Game of Thrones and... And things like that, um, and yeah, and then and then the record label decided they didn't want to um, continue that. <laughs> um, so then after that, we uh, which which happens all the time, um, and we got we got approached about auditioning for Britain's Got Talent, and um, we thought, well, why not? Might as well. And yeah, so it was it was really good actually. And doing the live shows was was brilliant. You know, all the costumes and the hair and makeup and meeting everyone, and it was. It was fab. I think Simon Cowell referred to us as um, caviar. He said the public likes spaghetti bolognese, whereas you're caviar. I went, okay. Oh, <laughs> well, that's yeah. In a, in a, as David a way, Williams then went, what's wrong with that? 
as a way of turning you down. I suppose that's yeah, a, that's yeah. a nice way of, well, exactly, of doing it. Exactly. Yeah. But no, we had we had a great time. Now, of course, you're touring at the moment, and that's mm-hmm. difficult for your private life. I, I will say, your husband. Mm-hmm. who is the model Rob Barnes is actually sitting in the studio he's being very quiet he is we're, but we're so yeah, lucky to yeah. have him in our presence. but look the gorgeous Rob <laughs> yeah. is, is, is in, in the studio but it must be yeah. really hard to be separated all the time you're so yeah. sweet about each other on social media <laughs> it is absolutely adorable sick, no it's not I thought it, I, I was touched by it I thought it was Aww. very very sweet but it must be difficult to be apart while yeah. you're touring all I the mean, time I most, mean most venues I do get to get to come back because we have Sundays and Mondays off or we, we crown the eight shows in, in from Tuesday to Saturday but Sundays and Mondays off so usually I'll come back on a Sunday and we'll have a couple of days together and, and see family and stuff but it depends where you are you know we had York then Glasgow then Dublin which I just did three back to back because it's, it's just silly coming back mm. so yeah we do we do you know, miss each other, but we, we've been together eleven years, so a little break has, isn't going to no, do um, any harm. Um, <laughs> Rob says he stays home, looks after the cats. How many, two cats? We've got two, three cats. Three cats, which is far too many cats to have in a tiny house. But yeah, yeah, we've got three cats, and they're yeah. lovely. Yeah, um, yeah, and we've just had our kitchen done as well. So I've, it's been lovely. I've been away, and I've just come back, and we've got this beautiful, lovely kitchen. Well done, Rob. That's I how know. to play it. Yeah. Go away while those building <laughs> yeah. jobs are being done. Perfect. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah, but he's been to the show 13 times, so he's a bit of a glutton for punishment. I think, I think he's got to do 14, 13's unlucky. No yeah, 13's unlucky. We've got, to, we've got to get another one in there. Yeah. You'll have to come this week. Yeah. <laughs> so you're off to Northampton tonight yes. to continue yeah, with the tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the tour goes on at least until towards the end of April, pop, yeah. pros- possibly on till, mm-hmm. till May. What do you think is coming next for you? Oh, God, who knows? I mean, obviously the hope is that it gets picked up and goes into the West End would be would be the dream. So sort of hoping for that. And, you know, other jobs, absolutely no idea yet. Whoever wants to employ me, I guess. Right. Well, there's a shout out. Anybody yeah. listening fancies giving a job to Karen Lily <laughs> yeah, Hayworth. If anyone wants to employ me next. Do I'm call here. in. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a few general questions <laughs> about yes. musicals before you go. What is your favourite musical of all time? Oh, probably Wicked. Or Lame Is. Oh, I don't know. It's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. I've seen both several times, mm-hmm. and you could be in either of them, of course. Of, of that course. could be next. Yes, that mm-hmm. could be. Next. Could be. If you were going to the theatre for a general night out, and Rob mm-hmm. couldn't go with you, who yeah. would? Well, who would be your worst companion? My worst companion. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Maybe someone who'd who'd worked on the show and spent the whole time saying, "Well, I did that. Oh, that's wrong. That's that bit of sound doesn't sound good because that's a nightmare. You don't just enjoy the." Enjoy the show, yeah. Mm. Maybe the sound engineer. Okay. Who spent the whole time flinching, going, oh, no, that wasn't right. That's very good. No one's <laughs> ever said that before. The sound engineer, perfect. <laughs> um, what role? Well, we talked about possibly possibly mm-hmm. Wicked, I suppose. I mean, w- yeah. you could do either of those lead parts, presumably. I've always I've always wanted to do Glinda. I'd, yeah. love, to, I'd love to play Glinda. So that would... That... I don't know if I'm too tall, though. But I don't know if I'd fit in the bubble. <laughs> oh, Maybe, no. maybe. We'll see. You'll be all right. We'll just wear pumps. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you so much <laughs> for coming you. in. Um, good luck with the week in Northampton and much. the rest of the of, of the tour. And, uh, well, we all look forward to seeing what you're going to do next. Thank you for having me. That was the Musicals and Theatre podcast, and if you enjoyed that, then why not subscribe? It's absolutely free to our channel on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. 
You can also hear me every weekend morning from 6 till 10 on Mellow Magic. 